Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. One is Mark and John's the other. They're just friends. They are not lovers. It's two old queens. It's two old queens. They're just sassy, not that mean. Two old queens. It's two old queens. Now shut up. Hello. Welcome to Two Old Queens. I'm John Flynn. I'm Mark Rennie. Mark, I am so excited about our guest this week. Please let everyone know who is joining us. We are being joined by a comedian and writer who's worked on Rocky and Bullwinkle, DuckTales, and upcoming Tiny Toons, Luniversity. It's Ben Seaman. Wow, you guys are very efficient. You get right to it. There's none of that. <laughs> Put down that piece you were making. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to invoke other gay podcasts, but like, Please. I'm a big fan of Las Culturistas, and sometimes they talk for like 20, 20 minutes before they introduce <laughs> Some preamble. They're just sitting there. <laughs> And they're just sitting there the whole time. So this is really efficient. I appreciate it. No, no, no offense. No offense to Las Culturistas. No, no, no. Much respect. <laughs> no, no. You are giving them their flowers, as we like to yes. say. Mm-hmm. Ben, have you ever been on a hot air balloon? I've never been on a hot air balloon. <laughs> do you want uh, to? I think so. I think I would do it. I it seems be, terrifying. It seems like it could be very dangerous. <laughs> Especially if well, I'm trying to take involved, it around so. the world. Have either of well, you been? On. <laughs> <laughs> Have you been around the world? No, no, no. Have you been outside you, of the country? Uh, I've been to London and Canada and uh, okay. and Australia. Anywhere that speaks English, like I don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> All great places to visit. <laughs> what about either of you? Have either of you been on a hot air balloon? I was in a hot air balloon once at Disney World, but it was like connected to a cable. So it wasn't really going to go anywhere unless something crazy happened. Uh, I thought it was fine. My husband, who is scared of heights, was terrified and did not enjoy it at all. Sure. It was, uh, I thought, it's something about like the, I get the sense that like the quiet, like the stillness would be the scary part. Like you can maybe hear like the ropes creaking or whatever's holding the cables (laughs) creaking that are connecting the basket to the balloon. You know, it just makes you all too aware of that. I will say this. I went skydiving once, which isn't the same thing, but similar. And when the parachute was opened, 
it was the most quiet I've ever experienced anything. Like it was, you were just like, oh, there's literally no, nothing making noise around you for quite a long ways. Wow. So yeah, I you're do. right. That like the, the, the quiet is something that is definitely noticeable, which is weird to say, but true. And I don't know how hot air balloons work other than like, I know you can use the, the shh, like the fire thing to the go flame, up yeah. or down yeah. or Heats you up can the let air. up ballast, yeah. but like, how do you, control which Steer. direction you're going like there, there seems can you control it in any way like I, I have no idea I imagine they look at which way the wind is going before they go so they have a general Possibly. idea maybe of the pa- I don't think they could like fly against a breeze though no Probably it seems not. very I'm sure limiting I'm sure there's ways they can gently guide the balloon but yes I don't know like- it's not like there's vertical horizontal like thrusters it's only up or down they should have little thrusters, though. This is already, we haven't even <laughs> talked about the movie, and there's so many plot holes and it's, popping up. If anyone out there has flown, has piloted yes. a hot air balloon, please really, if you can just give us a, technology, a very brief rundown of if you can actually, like, <laughs> can you do like an obstacle course? Could you, you know, go back? Because they do land where they take off from, right? So they must do some sort of sometimes, but I think you can. I think you could. You're 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 the up and down is something you can control probably much yes. easier. I would. Yes, right, I think that were. goes for. I think that. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Have either of you done the Millennium Falcon ride at the Star Wars? Of course. Line? Yes. Yeah. So it's kind of like if the left and right side was broken, like yes. <laughs> you could only go up and down. Like that's how you fly an airplane. I mean, a, a hot oh, air balloon. I guess. I don't know. Never done it. Will I do it? Probably. It doesn't seem like you can do it nowadays with social distancing. Well, let us know on the social media accounts, guys. (laughs) Tweet at the show. How do you steer a hot air balloon? Mm -hmm. Speaking of steering things into a certain direction, like a segue. Wow. Might as well. (laughs) Today, we're talking about a little movie called The Chipmunk Adventure. John, what's the deal with The Chipmunk Adventure? Mark, let me tell you the deal with The Chipmunk Adventure. It was directed by Janice Carmen, written by Carmen and Ross Bagdasarian Jr. And the chipmunks and the chipettes go on a hot air balloon race around the world that is actually a cover for a diamond smuggling ring. It stars the voices of Janice Carmen, Ross Bagdasarian Jr., Dodie Goodman, Susan Tyrell, Anthony DeLongis, Frank Welker, Ken Sampson, and Nancy Cartwright. It opened on May 22nd, 1987 and grossed $6.8 million. Janet Maslin said the film is enjoyable for both parents and children. But Roger Ebert wrote that the animation is only slightly better than the TV series and criticized the film's dumb and predictable story, as well as the chipmunks' voices comparing them to fingernails on a blackboard. And that is the deal with The Chipmunk Adventure. So, Ben, we asked you to bring in a movie. You could bring in any movie you wanted, (laughs) and you chose The Chipmunk Adventure. Why The Chipmunk Adventure? Yeah, I was saying to you guys before we were recording that I apologize, that I, like, I... (laughs) This is a movie that I have like strong opinions about. And I do feel like there's like definitely one very blatantly gay coded character in the movie. But uh, I watched it as a kid. And then as an adult, like I had a fondness for it and would watch it now and then. But watching it as an adult, I'm just like, there's some weird stuff in this movie. There's some really weird choices for a kid's movie. But I woke up this morning thinking of other movies that would be way better to do. So if you ever have me back, I'll do one of those movies instead. Yeah. And we'll really have maybe this can be the last episode of, of <laughs> nonsense. 
that's our dog day afternoon yeah. <laughs> is our last yeah. episode <laughs> were you a fan of like the chipmunks like growing like the saturday morning cartoon alvin and the chipmunks or you know their christmas song <laughs> my husband has like a, a very visceral uh reaction to the christmas song because i guess his mother doesn't have that many christmas records and would only pretty much listen to the chipmunk christmas album oh, no. over and over again <laughs> so he he has trauma associated with the chipmunks i i like i like the chipmunks i watched the cartoon show when i was a kid i remember distinctly that there was an episode about the berlin wall and like the really? chipmunks huh. were there when it bell or something like they sang a song about tearing down the Berlin wall and as a kid I was like why why am I why is this like yeah very serious well there's a punky Brewster where she tells uh what's her her foster dad that the challenger exploded I remember that oh yeah oh I don't remember I don't remember that happening I just remember the terrifying fridge episode and then the one where they're like the little boy like there's a scary episode that traumatized a lot of kids in that show. <laughs> there's a different strokes where the sister Dana Plato meets a child pornographer. He wants to take photos of her in the basement. Oh yeah. There's yeah, that's a very there's famous one special where, episode. Where one guy who was on WKRP in Cincinnati, it's a two episode very special different strokes where he's almost touches uh what's his name? Arnold, not Willis. No, Willis is the older one. So yes, Willis. But maybe that's good to have that like and like we now it seems weird only because like shows never do that kind of you know what I mean like but they would be like these special episodes where they would tackle tough topics but now I feel like kid shows don't even bother. No, and remember, also nighttime shows though. Yeah, that's true. But I, I, and Nickelodeon would have like Linda Ellerby like have a Nick News right. episode a, a round table. Down. Talk about 9-11 and, and other stuff with kids. Like, but you're right. I don't think I don't think there's that many, you know, there's like there's a lot of sexuality issues that are coming up in kids' right. shows now. Like in Muppet Babies, they seem to every week have something where it's like you don't have to conform to, you know, the sex stereotypes. Under stereotypes, like, yeah. Unlike the chipmunk adventure, <laughs> very rigid <laughs> gender stereotype. So I, I assume you watched this recently. Do you think it's like uh good like what are your what do you like <laughs> what's like your opinion if you had to give it like a star rating what would it be i hope this isn't the worst movie that you've watched out of all no no it's not that we've seen not. just friends no yeah. <laughs> i i think isn't it like having watched it a bunch of times as a kid that i kind of give it a pass like i feel like sure. like labyrinth going on yeah like labyrinth isn't when you watch it there's a lot of great ideas in labyrinth there's a lot of great things about that movie but it's not a good movie like it doesn't sure. make any sense like it's not like it's bad but or you know <laughs> goonies is good is goonies a good movie i don't no. know like but you know that you the movies you watch as a kid you give a pass so as an adult i watch it and give it a pass but then as an adult also there's things that i find very disturbing or weird about the movie that I think are very strange. Like just basing a whole plot line around a diamond smuggling ring is not that like kid accessible. Like kids don't. No, very weird. <laughs> Were you a fan of the live action uh, chipmunks, the squeakles and the road chip and whatnot? <laughs> Can you call no. them live action when it's completely CGI? When it's CGI. But there's, like, I mean, they're they... in a live action world. They just put them in like the frame project. I suppose. I would say yeah. they're definitely live action. No, I, I I didn't watch any of those movies with what's his name from Jason my Lee. Name is, my name is our Earl. Favorite, our favorite Scientologist <laughs> skateboarder. 
Is he a Scientologist? Oh, and a man. skateboarder. And a skateboarder. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Multitude. Well, it sounds like you're bringing a lot of baggage to the Chipmunk Adventure. <laughs> you're going to weigh down this hot air balloon. But John, had you seen the Chipmunk Adventure before? before? I had not seen the Chipmunk really? Adventure before. No, surprising. I did, as a kid, had a lot of the Chipmunk albums as a child. Sure. I had Chipmunk Punk, Urban Chipmunk, which is actually all country songs. And also um, Chipmunk, Chick, Chim, Chipmunk Rock. I had like those albums growing up as a kid, but I had not really watched the TV show or any of the movies. So this was my first experience with it. And <laughs> um, and it's fine. I mean, I it feels weird to say it's not good because it is meant for children. <laughs> and also like in the research that I did for it, they apparently ran out of money and time. So there's a lot of sequences that they just had to cut or just shorten or, you know, truncate. So, I mean, it's it's a, but it's I also think, not like you're watching this movie. And you're like, oh, this feels thin. It feels like something was cut out. No, we're like, it's like the fine. themes Nobody aren't cares. as explored as yeah. they could be here. <laughs> it's not like one of the movie yeah. where you feels like it's been cut. Wow. You know more about the movie than I do. I didn't know that they had run out of money. I felt like I had read the wiki page before. I didn't try to read it. You've today. also got You got to read the wiki page and the IMDb pri trivia page because those two oh. together really give you a full portrait of the film you're watching. Well, I mean, I like. It's, I, I do would have say a it's, CD, and the CD has like songs on it that weren't in the movie, and yes. you're like, "What happened? How come these what songs?" This, aren't in the movie? What possibly could have happened? There's numbers you get to choreograph and stage in your own living room as a child. Yeah, you could do some fan fiction fiction or something. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it's as an animated movie for kids, it seems fine. Uh, it's not something that I feel is like subversive or that all that interesting or compelling as a film, but it doesn't feel terrible. Like I was, I didn't hate watching it. Does that make sense? Yeah, I yes. still feel real bad. I yeah. made you guys watch it. Though. Don't, don't, uh, don't worry about it. Oh, no, it was like an hour and 20 minutes. It was fine. <laughs> How about you, Mark? What is your what are you bringing to this chipmunk? Adventure? I had I, too, had chipmunk punk the album. And that I believe that was my first introduction to Blondie's Call Me. Sure. Was the chipmunk Classic. version. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but beyond, and I think I may have watched the Saturday morning cartoon in sports just because you watch whatever's on. Um, right. But I can't say I've ever had like um uh, love for Alvin and the Chipmunks in any way. I I was never traumatized by their music, but I also don't seek it out. Um, but the movie's like fine. You don't seek, seek out Chipmunk covers of songs? <laughs> I don't. It's weird. Huh. Yeah. The movie's like what it's like cheap and like poorly animated but like all the character designs are good you know what i mean like there's like one sequence where there's like it's all freeze frames and you're like oh these are like drawn really well you know but then once it's also to be fair we did have to watch it on youtube like some bootleg youtube <laughs> upload right, of we it so we weren't seen in the pristine quality but it was like fine like the songs are catchy i'll give them that yeah i think um i'm gonna challenge you and like i feel like the the animation is actually pretty good like pretty solid I think at least having worked in animation on so many cartoons like I don't know if this is in the wiki page that John read but like <laughs> I think during this time there wasn't like in 1987 or whenever it was being made there weren't that many Disney productions going on because like Disney was kind of in I their feel dark like John period. might have an IBB trivia there is a trivia thing for that us. a lot of animators had been fired by Disney and so the the creators um because of what's failure because, oh, what was it, Black Cauldron? That's Black right. Cauldron. Black Cauldron, yeah. Not a, not one of the better Disney movies. So a lot of Disney animators worked on this show, and I I like the movie. I feel like the animation is pretty, I mean, it's better than you right. would expect. Yes, like, you're right. It's yeah, better it's than fine. Saturday morning, I guess. But even yeah. like now, it's just crazy now how far animation has come. Like even like TV animation now looks pretty great compared to like 
lot of 70s 80s like garb like did you ever watch the the mc hammer animated show <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah it sure. is one of the worst animated things it's barely animated and then the car- watch uh-huh. look up some clips on youtube it's offensive that this was put out on television for children this that- level of quality it's bad <laughs> did you say that because i think i saw a tweet about it today that like it premiered like <laughs> oh it did 25 years ago today <laughs> like today is when it premiered according to twitter so it's funny that you invoked you that Wow. Well, there you go. Well, uh, Ben, as you may or may not know, we are looking for the gayest movies ever made, which you did know, but still chose this. <laughs> so we have a complex of Byzantine scoring system and we're uh, going to go through a bunch of categories. And at one point, you are going to come up with a category and it will be added to the wheel. Does that make any sense? Do you understand that? No, it doesn't matter. It, you, when we get to it, you'll get it. Um, so this is, <laughs> oh, okay. I just had such a better movie that we should have watched. <laughs> well, save that. Tell us at the end when the we're later, done with yeah. this. All right. So this is our current top five rankings of the gayest movies ever made. So number five was an 89.70%. The Apple. Number four with an 89.81%. The Rocky Horror Picture Show. Number three with a 90.37%. Madonna, Truth or Dare. Number two with a 92.99%. The Bride of Frankenstein. And number one with a 94.83%. Female Trouble. And I do want to say our high, current highest rated animated film is with a 77.02 at 18th place, The Little Mermaid. So yeah. Ben, if you had to guess now, how well do you think the Chipmunk Adventure is going to do? Well, I guess it depends on the categories because <laughs> if I was thinking of The Little Mermaid, I'm like, what makes that movie so gay? Like, why is that a super gay movie? Uh, you haven't like, seen Ursula much? Mm-hmm. Well, she's definitely, yeah, okay. All right, well, her. Ursula... <laughs> Ursula shouldn't carry the whole movie on her tentacles. She shouldn't, but she does. (laughs) (laughs) Why are we getting a Cruella movie when we just want an Ursula movie? I'm sure that's coming. At least Ursula didn't kill a bunch of dogs. Like, I mean, like, that's just as an improv teacher, I have to tell students, like, don't kill even imaginary dogs in your improv scenes because it'll immediately turn the audience against you. And we're supposed to be rooting for this woman that killed We have to sympathize with improv characters now (laughs) this is outrageous it's a three minute scene (laughs) kill whatever you want there goes i guess you would have poo-pooed my hitler at the laundromat scene no you can do hitler nobody cares about that it's when it's an imaginary dog i mean there's oh i see a website called does the dog die i've been to that yeah it's 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 interesting Well, because I also do like any like phobia. It's like, are there bugs in it? Is there like stuff with like teeth? It's interesting how like people break it down. It is a it's a fun uh, it's a fun look. Interesting. I mean, it's, it's not still, judgmental about any of it. It's just he's here's I mean, the just facts. information here. You know, yeah. Like I've been watching the Only Murders in the Building show fun, on yeah, Hulu, and the last episode. I mean, there was one that came out today, but there was a dog related thing, and I got real upset. And yeah, it's like, tough. Yeah. But anyways, back to your categories. (laughs) Is it only Ursula that made Little Mermaid gay? Well, it's a musical. There's a lot of, you know, there's a lot going on that makes it pretty gay. Well, still also only Sebastian has a lot of bottom energy. Yeah. Tiny (laughs) bottom energy. Yeah. (laughs) So our first group of categories are the canon categories. So for these, we're each going to give the score between zero and 100. Then we'll take the average of all three of our scores. So, Ben, the first category, how would you rate on a scale of zero to 100 the chipmunk adventure in actual gay characters? 
So of, anyone is a, out of one to a hundred? Yeah. Zero so to are there any? Yeah. Are there any and, characters in this you think are gay? Well, Klaus yes. is definitely Klaus, gay. The brother, sibling, jewel thief, working with yeah. his yeah. sister. He's very gay coded. But then I, I mean, who else is gay? Like, is there like Blake? Is there a different category for like gay? Like people can that talk you... about suspicions or people who appear. We well, can I talk mean, about like... Simon. Is that what yeah. you mean? <laughs> <laughs> Why was he so upset? He was so upset that they might have to deceive Miss Miller. Okay. Simon is <laughs> That's definitely a gay boy. <laughs> he's definitely gay. He has all sorts of like repressions and he hasn't dealt with it yet. Uh, right. I mean, but then what about like just gay people that gay people respond to? Like, I would say that Brittany is like, Someone where I'm like, oh, this is she's she's a sassy, strong woman character. <laughs> you want I, her to be your best friend. I want her to be my best friend. She's a troublemaker. Do you think she's gay though? No. So then, <laughs> I, would I thought say, of the Chipettes, I thought Eleanor might be gay. She was giving very like Natalie vibes from Facts of Life. She was wearing she, the tie, very Annie Hall. Yeah, exactly. she's <laughs> very Annie Hall. I'm sure that's exactly what they were going for. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So okay. I would say. That they could be very gay coded. Like you couldn't see, you know, they don't talk about any kind of, well, they're kids and it's a kid's sure. movie. So it's right. good they're not talking about sexual desires. Um, like- I would have to <laughs> counter you on that type, that okay. they do talk about children and sexual desires in this movie. I think that's actually a big theme of one of the musical numbers, which makes it all weird. Which one? Quando la Gusta? No, no, getting the, lucky. Getting lucky. Oh, right. Yeah. They sing to a bunch of snakes. They sing a song called Getting Lucky, which means having sex. Thank you. <laughs> Sorry, of, casinos. Wait a minute, what? Okay. Which it's to a bunch of snakes. And if you'll notice, Eleanor had to leave. She isn't part of that number because she's a giant lesbian. I think it's the oh, subtext. I, uh-huh. it's like, okay. She, she went to go sing to a bunch of clams. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> So I would say there's one very a, clearly gay character yes, and then two characters that could be gay. What about Dave, the guy who lives with these three chipmunks? We never see he, him with a lady. He's sort of I like John think, Arbuckle from Garfield. And why is he traveling the world? Who knows? Why is he going to Europe? I don't even know what he's supposed to do. Like, I don't remember. Is he like a record show, producer or something? He's like he a like, record producer. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's how he, <laughs> and he started making the chipmunks be. And yeah, that's kind of, there's a lot of weird stuff about this movie, um, but yeah, he he could be because he's he's like alone. I don't think there was any. Maybe at least in the movie, like he doesn't seem to have any sexual desires of any no, kind, right? No, like, not at all. Um, yeah. So, what do you want to give uh, the Chipmunk Adventure and actual gay characters? Well, I mean, this is bad because I fought for this movie, right? And now I'm like, <laughs> you didn't giving... fight at all. I said, really, you said, really can I do the Chipmunk scores. Adventure? And I said, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and it's going to be one of your lowest scoring gay movies, but it is a musical. Uh, okay, so it's some zero okay, to one hundred. Okay. <laughs> I'd say, uh, I'd say a thirty, a thirty, thirty. Yeah, I think there are definitely are. We have Klaus, Simon, Eleanor, Sean, maybe. There was a butler. I wrote down the butler, the but butler, I don't remember who the butler. Who was like was. really gossipy and was like, Oh, yeah, who's calling yeah. like the FBI or something? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like just like a queen, just like a just gossipy like a queen. queen. <laughs> hey, girls, I got some really hot dish for you. There's a jewel. There's a jewel ring going on. on. Buzz, buzz. I'll give it a 35. 35. That's what I was going to give it. I'm also going to give it a 35. <laughs> 
giving it an average of 33.33, which is, would you believe, 27 points higher than the house bunny? (laughs) What? (laughs) Yeah, in actual gay characters. Really? Okay. There are hardly Uh, any in them. Because all the girls just want to get that D in that movie, huh? That's right. (laughs) Speaking of sweet D, our next category, gay icons. Are there any gay icons? I would say whoever this Sandra is who designed the chipmunks and chipettes. Because in the opening titles, it just says the chipmunks and chipettes designed by Sandra. (laughs) And who is Sandra? One name is very gay icon. Yeah. I didn't notice that before. That's so funny to go by one name. I I would say that I I really, as a gay kid, responded to Klaus and Claudia. I was like, I think they're fabulous. I don't know. They're supposed to be the villains, but they're delicious. They're fun. They're fun. They're One also similar gay. to Jewel Thieves and isn't a brother and sister Jewel Thieves uh, and uh, Great Muppet Caper, the holidays. Nikki and his sister. They're brother right? and sister, but they're they're not both. Jewel Only thieves. one is the, thief. is the thief. That's right. Oh yeah, Charles, Charles Broden stealing from Diana his sister. Rigg. That's yes. right, Diana Rigg. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was the voice of Claudia was Susan Tyrell, who's been in a bunch uh-huh. of Andy Warhol movies and is in a great gay horror movie called Butcher Baker Nightmare Maker. So that's not okay. nothing. Jody Goodman also in Greece, which Marcus refuses to watch. I just not refuse. I just never come up. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, this is still the era of time when cartoons didn't have a lot of celebrities do the voices. Right, like it was like people. It wasn't. It was just regular voiceover actors, and then starting with like. I don't know. It's what like you... Pixar and DreamWorks, I feel like were the and ones. And it just that... became only celebrities. Yeah, there's like that John Mulaney sketch from like the Sack Lunch Bunch where he's like talking to oh, yeah. a bunch of kids and asking them if they recognize the celebrity voices. And I think it's just so funny because it just points out like kids don't care. Like they don't, you know, <laughs> right. if Mandy Patakin is the voice of the clam, like, yeah. but it's, I guess it's the adults <laughs> that help, you know, it, you can say that Zandaya is Nietzsche and then we'll get people to come. To there the, you go. The movie. I would say Britney is is pretty fabulous as a as a sassy, <laughs> sure, sassy little girl. We should say I don't think she's gay icon necessarily, but Nancy Cartwright, who's the voice of Bart Simpson, is also one of the voice actors in this movie. I would say she's definitely not a gay icon. <laughs> she's the opposite of a gay icon. <laughs> yeah. Me and Jason Lee go skateboarding. Together. Yeah. <laughs> There's I feel also like she's sort of like uh, animation voices iconic. If this was a totally different category, yes, yes we exactly. definitely then get we points. Would bring her but, up, but yeah, but that <laughs> there is also a rainbow over a waterfall in one point. So there's something in a rainbow. Okay. So what do we this think? This is a terrible movie. That <laughs> other fine. people started to do a movie and they're like, you know what? This actually isn't that gay at all. But uh, I guess uh, I guess the house bunny, huh? You would think yeah. like, oh, it's very. This is very like gay men must eat this movie up, and then and then turned out no. Uh, is it zero out of that was, I told you the house buddy score in that one category. That wasn't oh. their total. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, I think that to me, Klaus and Claudia are gay icons. Like, you know, uh, yeah. Do you have like a, would you wear like a shirt like merch with them, with them on, it? on it? Yeah. Any merch? Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I did tweet today without context of what, you know, I didn't, I didn't, you know, give a lot of secrets away about this week's episode. <laughs> Thank you. But I did tweet that they were gay icons and let's see how many likes we have. It's going to well, be 20, 25 likes. Uh, okay. Wow, not bad. Okay. It's not nothing. Um, 
I yeah, so is it I can't think of anybody else that's a gay icon in this movie. <laughs> so what do you want to give it? Out of a hundred, I'd yeah. say forty. There's 40. a forty for I think uh given all that we've given it, I'm still think it's pretty low. I'm gonna go twenty-one. Twenty-one. Uh, I think it's like so I'll go uh thirty-five. Given an average of thirty-two. We've had worse. All right, the next category. This one might be tough. The male gaze. How horny is the camera for the male form? Well, I mean, there's a lot of these kids get getting into skimpy outfits. Uh, That's right. true. Which is a little it's weird. True. A lot of loincloths in near the end. We got Klaus in the pool. He's got a hot body. Klaus is definitely. It's in almost shape. an animation. Like they had to make the choice to like give him like, oh, he has got defined muscles. Right, right. Yeah. I mean, this is a kids' movie, and it would be weird. I mean, it's already weird, but yeah, I thought that they put the girls in like these skippy little child bride outfits, and then when the boys are kidnapped by Aboriginal problematic Aboriginal people, they're, they're little in these loincloths, these really skimpy little loincloths, and I was like watching it. I mean, I never really realized it's today, but I was like, this is kind of weird that they're in loincloths. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's weird. And this Klaus... is your beloved movie. <laughs> <laughs> I just wonder if there was a discussion about it at all. If they were like, should we put oh. these kids in loincloths? They were just like, no, let's do it. Uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, Klaus is probably the only one like they have. Well, a there's one other guy. Scene. There's the diver who steals the doll from the girls. Like he's drawn oh, with, like yeah. a hunky, beefy musculature. Yeah, he's kind of a hunky, beefy guy with big yeah. like, facial hair, very yeah. kind of lumberjack. <laughs> he's no King Triton, but yeah, he definitely... Sure. <laughs> he's more accessible, though. <laughs> Literally, because sure. he's not living under the sea. <laughs> That's right. He's just visiting. So, I mean, I'm not going to fight too hard for the male gaze. I mean, it's a kid's <laughs> movie. If I'm, like, really talking about how hot the kid's chipmunks are then i think i'm gonna feel pretty uncomfortable so i'm gonna give uh, it a as pretty... well everyone yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i'd say like a 20 i i think it's 20. a pretty low pretty low score yeah it's pretty low it's just klaus by the pool and then a bunch of like chipmunks and quote-unquote natives problematic uh in loincloths i will go 17 17 uh yeah i'll go 16 Given an average of 17.67. But Ben, all is not lost. You might make up some points here. Entrances with pizzazz. Okay. Entrances with bunch. Well, Miss Miller is yes. like, she's a big icon. Like she's a she's <laughs> total icon. <laughs> I should have mentioned her earlier. I mean, she is she's a gay people she's like the carol channing of the movie or like you're just like pretty much she's, yeah. she's an old wacky Goodman, broad literally. yeah yeah you respond to her you're like i root for her she's silly she's bonkers she's fabulous so <laughs> she makes some her yeah are there <laughs> i wonder if there's like enamel pins made of her you know what i mean like miller. of miss miller she kind of cra- like doesn't she crash or you kind of hear her like you hear her like her yeah, first accident. entrance yeah and that's a pretty big entrance and then she yeah. when she comes back later she kind of has a double I mean you see her a couple of times but then you kind of forget about her and then you're like oh she's back and she's still <laughs> driving crazy that crazy Miss Miller uh, and then I would say Klaus and Claudia like I know it's kind of like a it's a softer t- introduction to them because it's like the kids are having conversation and that kind of pans to them but like. I don't know. I just I think they're so such peculiar, weird characters for kids movie. 
yeah. that I would say they have a pretty good entrance. Um, and then beyond that, like, I, I, I don't know. I can't really fight for anybody else. If there's a- well, I also wrote down Alvin, at the very beginning of the movie, Alvin like runs and jumps inside of a suitcase and like clothes go flying. That was sort of pizzazzy. And also they're like landing in all these different cities and towns in a balloon, hot air balloon. That's pretty pizzazzy. There you go. So I think this yeah, whole movie sort of has that. And Theodore gets brought in as a god. <laughs> That's true. But I mean, you're, are you specifically only talking about like character introductions, like when we first meet them? No, or? any entrance. Any, any entrance, entrance. Anytime you walk into a room. Well, yeah, Miss Miller's pretty great. I mean, I guess, yeah, seeing him, Theodore, as a god is surprising, right? Not really, because we've Unless seen that in so many other Jedi. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Only seen two other movies before this. <laughs> yeah, that was a pretty lazy plot point. Uh, I, I, I can't think of anybody else that is like a pretty startling moment. Man, this is this is a real shit show, guys. What's the... <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. What's only, the worst? We only have fifty what's, more what's categories the, to go. What's the least gay movie? Okay, the I'll, least gay I'll is it's a tie. Currently, still a tie between. Goodwill Hunting and When Harry Met Sally, which have a 16.10. Oh, who would, those are not gay movies at all. Well, um, come to your friends. I would say, so based on fabulous entrances and exits, uh, I, I'll say 25. 25. Uh, I think because, you know, they're, they they just keep showing up in hot air balloons or something that you don't see that every day. I do think Miss Miller's entrance is very pizzazzy. I'm going to go 55. 55. Oh, Wow. Yeah, I'll go 46. Whoa. Give it wow. an average of 42. Okay. <laughs> All right. We're turning next... this, turn this balloon around. Yeah. Here's our next category. The Mike Pence anxiety scale. On a zero scale, zero to 100, how much anxiety would Mike Pence get from this movie? Ugh. Uh... There's so many cultures that, you know, he has to deal with. That's true. But they're yeah. presented as stereotypes, so that might be safe for him. You know what I mean? It's not like an actual representation of anything. True, true. Good point. But like still, it's, it's it like... is almost a white supremacist version of other cultures. <laughs> <laughs> so that would probably feel very comfortable to him. That's such a good category. Uh, yeah, I probably, there's not too many. I mean, you're right. Mike Pretty heteronormative. Like yeah. yeah, there's no challenges of, I mean, he might not like Klaus and Claudia. But, but they're also the villains. But they're also right. the villains. And maybe also like the like, Chipettes are like equals to the Chipmunks. But are they? Their true. name are the Chipettes. Like they're defined by their relationship to the Chipmunks in a way. I get what you're saying, but I also think that like they are, they seem like in the competition, they seem like they're equals. equal competitors. Sure. Yeah. Uh, this is pretty low. Uh, I guess I'd say like a like a 15. 15. I feel like this movie has played at a lot of church summer camps. <laughs> I guess so. I do think that like the women are very empowered. They are sort of like sexy at times. So I think there's stuff there to make him be like, mm. I think he, if, if he were had to watch it to approve it for, for a screening somewhere, he would have some doubts. So I will give it a 51. You think he would not approve it? I think he might ultimately, but I still think he would have moments of like, I'm not sure about this one. About the snakes and the and the yeah, the snakes, the loincloths, clothes. yeah, like the the pool stuff. There's there's enough there to make him be like, I don't know if kids should be watching this. Uh, I'll give it a twenty. I think it's sailing <laughs> through. I think he's barely breaking a sweat through that weird right. face of his. 
giving it a 28.67, which is 61 points lower than the house bunny. But that makes sense. Oh, no. (laughs) On the Mike Pence anxiety scale. That makes sense. All right. You'll make up some points here, Ben. Hell on heels. Feisty women is what we're talking about. Oh, man. There's. There's yeah, Miss Miller, Miss Miller, Miller, Claudia, Claudia is super. The Chipettes can rock and roll, mm-hmm. and then Brittany is quite feisty. She's a very strong woman. She could be a real uh, asshole. <laughs> are there? There's not really any other. I mean, that her sisters are like very. I mean, that's the other thing that's so lazy about them is that they're exactly like the chipmunks. You know that there's like <laughs> yes. these, there's si- Simon one has glasses, right? One has glasses. They're the nerdy one. One's the food upset. A lot of body shaming issues in this movie. Yes. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I I don't. I mean, that's a pretty strong, sassy female character. So I I would say that it at least gets a a fifty to me. A 50. Yeah, I think the women are all kind of like, none of them are just meek, sort of just standing there. But no one's like that. Sit down, Alvin. I'm taking control of this balloon. So I will give it a 63. 63. I'll give it a 54. Give it an average of 55.67. All right. Our next category, chosen family. How would you rate the chipmunks and chosen families? Well, it's supposed to be canon, at least based on the show, that it, it's it's there's some inconsistencies with the show. Miss Miller in the show is takes care of the chipettes because they don't have a parent. Yeah, that, I was watching this thinking uh, like, who, where do they live? What's their living though, situation? They don't have a parent like Miss Miller adopts them in the show. And for some reason, they make them sing a song about having a mom and what a mom does, but they don't have parents. And so they're yeah. very abandoned. The chipmunks were abandoned and taken care of by Dave, and they chose to live with him. So if you know the canon of the chipmunks, it's it's a pretty strong chosen family kind of thing. Because Is this the first time we've met the chipettes? No, the chipettes were established John, at the end of the show. My God, so embarrassing. It's my first time. <laughs> yeah, and they 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 are homeless and when you when you meet them in the original series is it every chipmunk homeless though technically (laughs) (laughs) i think the chipmunks were homeless too or like living in a tree or something so that's where chipmunks live that's a home it's it's very adoption like uh adoption and building a family and and you know miss miller Again, she doesn't seem to be the guardian of the chipettes because then she would have abandoned them to take care of the chipmunks. <laughs> but isn't the idea of a chosen family more that we are like a group of orphans coming together and less cast yeah. out from their homes and less like, oh, we're still like three siblings, but now this is our new dad. That's This feels less chosen family to me. I don't think it's a big theme of the movie, even if that might be how. They no, I mean, the canon of the of the movie is much higher than like what you see in the movie. So if you saw the movie, then you might be like, well, this is like an adopted dad that's taking care of these I kids. I think we are them. probably the first people to ever think about the chosen family <laughs> dynamics of the Chipmunk Adventure. I, 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 are there really 50 things that we have to go through? I'm going to have to really speed this up and stop talking so much. <laughs> no. All right. Uh, Only there's about not that 30 many left. <laughs> Uh, I give it a 30. A 30. 30. Yeah, I'll go uh, 29. 29. I did ask a friend, like, are the Chipmunks brothers? I had no idea. Turns out they are. They sure are. They sure are. All right, our next category, Macabre. What did you give it for Chosen Family? 24. 
Okay. Give an average of 27.67. But now we're talking about how macabre the chipmunk adventure is. How macabre is it? I mean, it's a kid's movie. Yeah. This is not that. They're, and they there are, there's very dark kid's movies sometimes. But I don't know. What were you going to say, Mark? I was just using children to traffic stolen jewels feels somewhat macabre. Right. Yeah, that's a very adult story. I also line. was watching this and was like, wait, what's the point of these dolls? <laughs> and like, <laughs> and how is this? No time, no time. Back in the balloon. Keep going. There's, There's jewels mean, in the dolls that the kids think when you get to your place, you put in this any mechanism that returns a doll of your opposing doll. team. Right. But they're really just sw- they're dropping off jewels and getting cash, but they yes. don't know. But who are these people paying cash? Other people don't want jewels. I don't know. Those scenes all had to be cut. They didn't have time. (laughs) I mean, the the jewel thing is pretty adult. (laughs) And then I would say the concept of they're going to be forced child brides. Yeah. They're going to be that horny chic. That horny little chic. Child chic. That was Nancy Cartwright, I think, is that she? Yes, uh, it was. But uh, so that's pretty upsetting, too. And there's sacrifices at the end sacrificing a kid to you know i mean there's some stuff in there i'd say 40 maybe 40 yeah i mean there is some stuff where if you were to play it for real would be pretty dark but it is an animated kids movie so i'll go 33 33 uh yeah i'll go 22 i don't think it's really very dark given average of 31.67 all right our next category dramatic lighting how dramatic is the lighting in this movie there's no dramatic lighting. I don't, I, this is it's gonna really take this category. There's some like spotlights in the girls of rock and roll number and the getting That's lucky true. number. There's some like they're they're the production numbers colors. they're doing. It's stuff. no Little Mermaid. You could tell like no. where the budget differences lie. <laughs> There's also uh, a big to do when the chip at when the video game in the very beginning that machine really lights up. That's yeah, true. I think girls of rock and roll are boys of rock. I mean, that's that's a banger of a number. That's the a banger. You know, sure. <laughs> that gets them on the floor. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I pretty, I 20. I mean, it's pretty, it's a pretty bright movie. There's, there's not that many different color palettes, you know? No. <laughs> but if you work in animation, you know that like if you change the day at like the time of day, like they have to like come up, they have to design what they look like when it's nighttime. They have to design what it looks like when it's bright. Like it, it, there's a lot of work when the sun goes down or up so oh when the sun goes down <laughs> the animators start to cry something like that tell all your animator friends to sing that uh john what do you want to give this for dramatic lighting yeah it is pretty samey throughout i'll go 21 21 i'll go 25 for that beautiful greek sunset mm, that was nice <laughs> give an average of 22 all right next category vibrato so for this category, in addition to literal vibrato, we mean anytime they take a moment, give you some little extra, zhuzh it up. It doesn't need it, but you, they give it to you and you like it. Oh, wow. Well, there's actual vibrato. Category. There's actual vibrato because they sing a lot. And also you could say that their voices, just like what they do to their voices. Do you know like what happens? Is it something, it's not something that the voice actors do? It is, is it something that is done in the studio? You, you know what I mean? Like, do they speed up a voice? <laughs> I think it's okay. still that low technology of being they just, sped up. Yeah, like, it's just sped up. You thought a person was actually making that chipmunk voice? I'm sure people can. This whole time? This whole time, that's what I thought. <laughs> Some people could probably talk that high. Like, I don't know. There's a lot There's a lot in common that this kind of has with Gumby because Gumby was like another thing where it was like entirely sure. run by a family for a long time. Right. And they had yeah. these weird voices that they pitched up or whatever. 
Um, I, I would mean, say there's, there's, during the Yai 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 song, they're already like, they're already, they overdub the already like really processed chipmunk voice, <laughs> which is crazy. It's like it's too much. It's like a wall of sound with the chipmunks. So what's the category called again? Vibrato. Vibrato. I mean, none of the musical numbers in this movie help forward the story. They're just point, they're just, <laughs> there's they're extra. just purely now it's a number. Yeah. They're purely for spectacle. I mean, there's the one where they sing their about like they're it's like a montage and going around the world, but like boys and girls are rock and roll. That's just a big battle for fun, right? And like uh, <laughs> that's right. We're fine. You know who fun. wins? The audience. <laughs> I would say the songs are like the strongest thing about the movie. Yeah, the songs sure. are the vibrato. Yeah. I, I it's just I mean, a shame you gotta hear them in those voices. <laughs> Yes. Yes, it is. I mean, just think about like kids bop and like having to listen to a bunch of kids sing genie in a bottle. You're like, this just yeah. shouldn't exist. Like, so, I mean, if do musicals numbers, when you cover musicals, does that usually amp up the, the vibrato? Because there is thing? literal vibrato. Yeah. And also, I would say Claudia, the character and like the voice performance and how she's drawn is all very like dramatic and extra. Sure. Yeah, I think the designs of Klaus and Claudia are very fun. Um, I I don't know. I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a I'm gonna give it a sixty. I'm gonna I'm gonna 60. be pretty high because it's a musical. Sure. Yeah, I think because it's a musical and all that stuff, I'm actually gonna go seventy eight. Seventy eight. Uh, I'll go uh, seventy seven. Given an average of seventy one point sixty seven. All right. Our next category: footwork. I would rate the footwork. There's a lot of dancing in this movie. I would say that if you went back and watched Kids of Rock and Roll, you're like, there's some choreo going on. Yeah, there's a lot of choreo <laughs> going on. There's a lot of sassy dancing. I mean, that mm-hmm. that number is very sassy. I mean, Brittany has glitter come out of her ponytail. And like, <laughs> whipping around. It's very all footwork, fl- right. Very flash dance. You know, this yeah. is the leg warmer yeah. era. Uh, <laughs> I mean, that Wooly has, Bully has some good choreo- mm, choreography. Wooly Bully, when those boys are, <laughs> don't 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 finish that sentence. Not gonna go down this. <laughs> I'm not gonna finish it. Uh, I I see there's a good amount of choreography in this movie as a musical more than normal. So I'd say sixty five. Sixty five. I'll give it a seventy. Seventy. Um, sure. I'll give it a 68. Who cares? Um, <laughs> it is 67.67. All right, Ben, this is the last of the canon categories. On a scale of zero, how likely are you to recommend the chipmunk adventure to a gay person? I mean, maybe a little gay boy, right? Uh, <laughs> sure. <laughs> I have like a cousin that's clearly like headed down that path. Uh, but then they would be like, what? I want to watch TikTok. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Could you blame them? Um, I mean, well, I mean, I, rec- I recommend it because in my head, I thought in my memory, I was like, oh, this is like a campy movie. There's Klaus and Claudia. There's a diamond smuggling ring. The, there's a child bride they sing to snakes. And it's very phallic to me. Like, Yes, of course. So I, I thought there were things about it that were fun. But to a gay man, like gay person. a gay person, could be a woman, could be an adult, could be a child. I'm I you guys are gonna give this a very low score, and that's okay. You have to follow <laughs> your hearts. I, I would to me personally, because I recommended the movie, then it swayed. So I, I would say 50, like a 50-50, you know, like 
I would have to be like, do they seem like they like little boys in loincloths? <laughs> oh, dear. I hope you don't know anybody Are who does. Are you a does. pedophile? Okay. Uh, well, yes, you should definitely <laughs> Are you both a furry and a pedophile? Then you are going to love the G-Bug Adventure. It's just a, a beautiful intersection. Uh, <laughs> a 50. Uh, yeah, for me, there's not. I, I don't think it's bad, but I don't think it's, it's nothing that I think an adult needs to watch. So I will give it a 15. 15. I do think there's enough weirdness, like with a getting lucky number, it's like so strange that this is happening. Like that's pretty campy. And I do think Miss Miller and Claudia and Klaus are like pretty fun. So there's not, it's not nothing. Right. Um, yeah. I, I, no one needs to, you could just watch those numbers on YouTube. Sure. Uh, so I'll give it a, I'll give it a 24. Whoa. That's Even more a, generous. It's pretty generous. <laughs> Tribute to my favorite Kiefer Sutherland project. I like that they trick Miss Miller into letting them go to Europe, and then she continues to stay in Dave's house, even though there's <laughs> yeah, right? nobody there to take care of. I was like, maybe someone's got to she... water the plants. Right. <laughs> maybe, maybe there's Vacation lots of plants. For her, really. <laughs> She's excited. <laughs> All right, but now we're into the wheel category. So these are all categories that previous guests have brought in. We put them all on this wheel, which is an app on my phone. Wow. So what's going to happen is this. We're going to spin it three times, whatever category randomly pops up. That's how we will judge the movie. Then one, uh, And then uh, Mark is going to pick a category that is from the wheel that hasn't been picked, and we'll use that. And then after that, you will come up with a category, which we will then add to the wheel to potentially judge uh, this movie and also all future, all future movies. Make sense? Wow, sure. Okay, here we go. <laughs> Are you impressed by this app on his phone? I am. I'm very impressed. I'm really going to have to scramble to come up with my own category. <laughs> okay, here we go. Bad Photoshop. Bad Photoshop. Well, there's no bad Photoshop in this. That makes a movie gay. That came from... Uh, yeah, can't be yeah. Here's what I would say, though. It's not technically Photoshop, but the, what you just talked about, them audit, uh, editing audio over a phone to use to, to trick someone into doing something. There's a moment so, in the scene where the chipmunks are on the phone with John, their dad. And Dave. They have him say, Dave, excuse me. Oh, John is Garfield. Dave. And they have him say a bunch of phrases, which they edit together. Then they play to Miss Miller, who is their babysitter. And it seems like he's saying, oh, I want the chipmunks to come follow me in Europe. And that's how they sort of justify their escaping. Yes, so thank it's, you for it's not Photoshop. That. It's audio. It's yeah. audio Photoshop, but it's it's something. But listen so, to this. Hear me out on this as a okay. counterpoint, John. Just okay, hear me okay, out. Of course, the spirit of bad Photoshop, I think, to me, is when the movie is attempting to like make you pass off something as real and failing miserably, like a photo of two characters from the past that have clearly been Photoshopped. So I think they're trying sure. to execute something on a technical level and failing miserably. Right. So, so to me, you, that's the spirit of the category. So is there anything like that that happens to them? Oh, they tried to like, I almost thought like maybe is the anime, shoddy animation could be considered bad Photoshop. Uh, but Ben likes the animation. You're, you're with setting Photoshop, so many animation to do that. You know what I mean? Like it's because it all just looks like it looks. I know. So bad Photoshop, the category is like if like a character book club, you ever see book club? Childhood friends with another character that they clearly weren't, and then they like pan to like you were on this you were on this baseball team, uh, little league. Yeah, right. I think because it's all drawn, this one's gonna tank this category. So (laughs) I, I, a ten. I can't even really. I mean, maybe I'm gonna give it a twenty for that audio uh, plot point. Um, I'll give it a five. Give it an eleven point sixty seven. Right. 
the second wheel spin do you have a favorite animated movie is this your favorite animated movie ben no no i <laughs> what do i like the most i don't Brave know of the Probably. fireflies <laughs> i love lilo and stitch i'm, I'm sure. not gonna, I, there's uh emperor's new groove i don't know i'm not sure sure sure, sure. that's well, a pretty gay movie here we go the next one comes from Mulholland drive and the category is snob appeal snob appeal <laughs> would snobs would a fraser crane love to bring up the chipmunk adventure feel fancy that's something to talk about this is the anti-snob these this wheel is gonna kill this movie it's right? gonna be goodwill hunting's gonna <laughs> not be in the bottom it's not anymore. gonna be that bad trust me no uh a 10 i mean no fraser crane's not gonna watch this movie and he's maybe not if gonna... you're like a big susan tyrell fan because of the warhol connection like if you're maybe, a warhol sure. completist Sure. sure. And I could definitely see some fussy queen being like, oh, you all think that's good? This is actually an interesting move. You know what I mean? Like just being contrarian about it. But no, there's nothing. There's very little. Yeah, I will you give can it, say what I say yeah, about I'll the give Disney it a, animators or whatever. Go for exactly. it. Exactly. I'll give it a I'll give it a 12. A 12. Um, I think the chipmunks, they don't put up with snobs. <laughs> They're the slobs. Uh, I'll give it an eight. Even at a 10. This is wheel category number three. Okay, waiting in the wings. Waiting in the wings. What, what does that mean? <laughs> this That's came from Showgirls. Show so it's like, is there like that sort of backstage drama? Is there sort of someone who's like waiting to seize their moment? You know, and all about like Eve. A, like a Nomi Malone or yeah, or an Eve Harrington. I guess like the like, Jewel Thief siblings are like waiting for their Jewel heist to be done. I don't know. Or their Jewel trafficking to be done. Not really. These are so specific to yeah. like, and was, did that come out of like, were you covering Showgirls? And then that yeah. category became That's where the category came from. Mm-hmm. So when I'm formulating a category in my head right now, I should think of something that's inspired by the Chipmunk Adventure. Exactly. Uh, no, I here. I mean, this is these wheel ones are ruining it. Because uh, <laughs> yeah, an already I mean, perfect score. Sure. Uh, maybe just because Klaus and Claudia are trying to finally get over Jamal, right? Like they want to get. It's almost like the girls of rock and roll is the song about like, no, you're waiting in the wings. We're the star. And then the other side's like, no, you're waiting in the wings. We're the star. Maybe, maybe this is a stretch. What about that Butler who's sort of, you know, whispering secrets to the FBI? Is well, about him maybe? Yeah, I mean, Klaus and Claudia want to get the best of Jamal and Jamal wants to get the best of Klaus and Claudia. And Jamal's that person we think is like a drug lord, but ends up being a cop. He's just a cop that wears like Miami Vice clothes until suddenly he's a police officer. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, what about a, a 23? 23. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll give it a 14. 14. Yeah, I'll give it a nine. All right, now it is host choice category. Yes. And I have chosen the category. I looked through all of them and settled upon dramatic smoking because okay. Claudia makes a real meal out of her cigarette. And also, when was the last time you saw someone smoking in a kid's cartoon? You can never do that. That's true. Yeah. That really struck me when I when they make their entrance. I was like, they're smoking a ton. And you, yeah. When, yeah. And I think you might see them drinking too later and like- um, They're by the pool. A lot of smoke. It, a he lot has like smoke. a Bloody Mary when he's in the pool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of things that we, you never get away with in a kid's movie now. No. Uh, so 
dramatic smoking i mean yeah yeah, i feel like she gets upset a lot and is chain smoking they had someone had to choose to draw that and they had no choice at least a 50 to me because there's some movies that would have no smoking at all and this one definitely she no i'm gonna give it a 55 55 i bet the squeak wall doesn't have any smoking (laughs) any squeak wall fans let us know (laughs) i'll give it a 58 58 This was actually this. This was the highest thing. Like, oh, this would score well in this, but this was the high out of all. Like, we have over like a hundred categories. So, like, this one for sure. And yeah, I'm. I'll give it a fifty-six. All right, Ben. The time has come for you to come up with the category that we can use to judge the Chipmunk Adventure, and then throw it onto the wheel for all future movies. Okay. Well, I I think you said waiting in the wings, like somebody waiting for their moment. And I would say that's very different than like a like a top that kind of sequence like yes can you can you can you top that Mm -hmm. like a one-upmanship sequence and i feel like that's very gay like that makes me think that there's movies like like in center stage there's like a sequence where they try to like (laughs) i knew you were going to bring up center stage at some (laughs) point (laughs) they're going to out male dance one another or Uh in teen witch like they're literally trying to top that with the rapping Sure. And I, as a gay man, for some reason, really respond to that. I don't know what what like that is. Things? <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, okay. He hates it. But I also love it when someone's hit rock bottom. So. Uh, oh. I, um, I don't know. Do you have a category like that? For what? You don't top have that? a top that. No. Good top topping. That. I think topping that's a great challenge. One. Uh, a topping challenge, yes. Going <laughs> on with that. A topping challenge, yeah. So, what would you give the Chipmunk Adventure in a topping challenge? Well, I mean, it's a hundred, right? <laughs> like, it's, <laughs> no, I would say like a like an eighty. I mean, the whole movie is like boys and girls trying to top one another, and yep. then boys of yep. rock and roll is is just technically the number like, is called girls of rock and roll. Wow, Ben, part girls of the problem. Of Haven't learned your lesson. Let's <laughs> watch this movie again. And I, I respond to those kinds of sequences, so uh, I give it an eighty. Eighty. Have you ever been in, like in a dance off, an actual dance off? <laughs> I mean, no, but th- this is a good category because, like, you think of Pitch Perfect, they're in a bottom. All right, Ben. Pool, we know like, you chose uh-huh. a good category. <laughs> Bring it on. <laughs> we got Step up. Up. right. I've yeah. never been in a dance battle. <laughs> uh, have you, John? <laughs> no, they're not real things. You never know. I bet there's real dance battles. <laughs> I mean, I've done a few productions of West Side Story. So, yes, I guess I have. Oh, OK. Mm-hmm. John, what do you want to give it for a topping challenge? I'll give it uh, because I think the whole thing is sort of the two, uh, the, you know, the boys and the girls fight, uh, you know, competing with each other. I'll give it an 87. 87. And in the end, though, they're just being manipulated by a bigger, stronger, more but isn't sinister that the lesson? structure. They're trying to get us right? to fight each other. But the yeah, distract. Wake up, problems. America. Jeff Bezos isn't going to save you. Nope. Um, I'll give it, yeah, I'll give it a 84. All right. It's All a right. Good category. You t- oh, we know, Ben. <laughs> you came up with a good category. <laughs> All right. But now we are into the bonus categories. Yes. So these categories, as their name implies, are just bonus. So if it doesn't do well in any of these categories, it's not going to work against the movie. And so these were all just rating on from zero to 10. So these will be okay. percentage bonus points. Okay, all right, sure. The first one. Now for a non-musical, this is our musical potential category. But since this is a musical, we have a new alternate category for this. And we are, and it is simply how good are the songs? Oh, how good are these songs? 
from one to ten, I I say they're pretty solid songs. I'd say a seven. Like I I think they're pretty catchy little ditties. Do you have a favorite one? Man, girls rock and roll, baby. <laughs> That's the the standout uh or the sure what's the one the to single? one from goofy but i feel like that's go- how many of the songs are original i think that's an original one flying with the eagles diamond dolls in it. diamond, diamond dolls. dolls that's that's a band dolls. uh Mother, that vaguely sweet little ballad yeah there's a lot of original songs they sing willy bully they cover that and then maybe that, La Custa, right the, yeah that the when they go to Mexico and I feel slightly <laughs> uncomfortable about it. it was, well, to I be guess, fair, though, I don't think it matters that they're original or not, because we wouldn't ding Rock of Ages for that, right? But no, I think I you, think you so. would give it more credit for having original good songs as opposed to they picked a bunch of hit songs already. You know what but I mean? But are they performed well? Or is this rendition good? I'm not saying you it's know? the only metric. I think it's just part of what you would sort of look at. So what do you want to give Chipmunk Adventure for how good the songs are, John? Did you have I a favorite it, one? Uh... I mean, I think the girls of rock and roll was a fun one. I'll give it a six. A six. You know, I'm going to give it a seven. I thought okay. they were pretty good. Catchy. <laughs> Love an earworm. <laughs> All right. Our next category, queer menace. How would you rate uh, Chipmunk Adventure and queer menaces? Well, this is like, you know, like James Bond had. <laughs> Diamonds are forever. Are yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, Klaus is one of the main villains and Claudia is, is campy as as, as hell, I was gonna say fuck, but then you have to edit it <laughs> oh, out. This is a Christian podcast. <laughs> thank, you. thank you. I I would Shout say out a to nine. Trinity Broadcasting Network, our new podcast network. <laughs> <laughs> I say a nine. They're very gay coded characters. Um, yeah. I mean, I guess so. To me, I feel like queer menace is almost like the the like a. I feel more like a community is like, what's this weird thing coming in? Oh, I but, see. But that's okay. I'll give it a seven. Seven. I'll give it an eight right in the middle there. Give it an average of eight. Hey, which is a lot bigger than the house bunny, which only got a 0.33 in this category. (laughs) All right. All right. Our next category, character actress makes a big swing. Okay. Well, this this doesn't apply at all, right? Like, (laughs) well, I think Susan Tyrell's performance is pretty wild. She's having fun. She's She's having having a good time. Tony Goodman as Miss uh, Miller. Sure. (laughs) Sure, I don't know this. if she's necessarily getting out of her comfort zone in this. Like, do I dare play Miss mm-hmm. Miller like this? Do I dare? Uh, maybe a three. I, I would say it's kind of low to me. A three. Yeah, I'll go three as well. I too will go three. Give it an average of three. All right. Our next category, witches. How witchy is the chipmunk adventure? Well, they are going to sacrifice them. So there's something like it, it's problematic, but the sort of natives. Yeah, there's blood sacrifice. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty witchy. Sure. Witchy about that. Claudia has a bit of a witchy energy. Definitely. Claudia's pretty witchy. I'd say a three, maybe. A three. Is There's also something about hiding things in dolls that feels witchy to me. <laughs> yeah. I'll give it a four. A four. I'll give it a two. Giving it a three, though. Not terrible. All right, our next category. Gay actors playing gay roles. I looked oh. up the actor who played Klaus. He's a stuntman. Oh, no. <laughs> Primarily a stuntman. <laughs> and seemingly happily married to a lady. All right. Oh, this is going to be a real... Little... It's okay. It's the bonus. So if it doesn't do well... Yeah, I don't I don't know. So I, I, I mean, there could be someone that ended up being gay. This is true. But I would say like a... A one, maybe? Uh, just to, like, as a, it maybe there's Cover something. Cover your bases. <laughs> a one. Uh, I'll give it a zero, because I don't think any of the actors are gay. 
I too will give it a zero. All right, our next category, themes of mothers. We definitely have that. We have the song, My Mother, which is sung to a baby penguin. Yeah, but it also like comes out of nowhere. Like this has not yeah. been a theme of this movie until you decided to make it one right. for no reason. Absolutely. Yeah. But it's yeah, there. a lot of them. It is a, there. Yeah, it's not, it is. I mean, it's, it's like a three minute song about mothers. So I'm gonna say it's pretty, that takes it up to a seven for me. You think it's <laughs> almost like this up, like the chip, the chipettes are, are not able to talk like they're like psychologically not able to talk about their own mother. So they're projecting it all onto this baby penguin. <laughs> it's actually pretty dark and sad. It's kind of genius when you think about it. Yeah. What are you going to give it, Ben? What did you give uh, it? Seven. Seven. I will give it a four. Yeah. I'll also give it a four because just that one number. And also okay. that song kind of stunk, I thought. I thought it was yeah, a it's one of those ballad, but yeah. real slow ones. That's Just slow it down. Skip. If, I, if, if we're in a road trip, listen to the Chipmunk Adventure CD, we're skipping my mother. <laughs> Nothing that kids love more than a song that slows it down. <laughs> yeah, a wistful ballad, sure. <laughs> All right, our next category, drinks thrown in faces. I mean, Claudia has the energy of someone who would throw a drink in someone's face. But I don't think yeah. she actually does, yeah. Klaus splashes a dog in the pool, but that's about that's it. true. He splashes water on a pool, like yeah. a dog, yeah. You yeah. Water, so maybe. And isn't a butt of a dog kind of its face? Because that's how they get to know each other. Maybe. I think he also got, does it on its face. I don't think it's just the butt. I, it seems like it was a, just like his legs. <laughs> that's a great bonus category, though. Uh, it's very gay. I love, I like if a student in improv class ever pantomimed throwing a table over like I, I they immediately became my favorite because i just sure. love people throwing the tables drama, and scenes right. as long the as drama. you're not killing a dog when that table gets flipped <laughs> oh over. no you can <laughs> throw a table but not like, my poodle if someone says that what if i label you as a dog killer is that okay oh no because i'd have to you're say yes someone out <laughs> yeah. uh, here's I'll just my say cousin reginald he killed a dog <laughs> Because splashing a dog with water out of frustration towards the character is kind of like a drink, I'm going to give it a one. A one. I'll give it a two. Yeah, I'll give it a two for that as well. Klaus, uh, he's the Ursula of <laughs> the Chipmunk Adventure. <laughs> Finally, the last of the bonus categories, quips. How quippy is the Chipmunk Adventure? A lot of funny one-liners. I do think there's that one funny conversation between Ms. Miller and Dave when they're talking about like, well, why don't you tell or talk to him? Oh, right. Yeah. That was the first of their. Yeah. yeah, I thought that was cute. It's a pretty good bit. I thought there were some fun runners in the movie. Like, even though it's kind of body shaming, I thought it was funny that Theodore was constantly trying to just eat any kind of local food and he was never able to, <laughs> yeah. to eat it. What was the other thing? I, there's a couple of like, there's, there's Miss Miller's pretty sassy. So, I mean, maybe a three, you know, it's not, it's not the quippiest movie. I don't, I can't think of any quotes that I'm going to throw back at you, you know? Yeah. I mean, there's some funny jokes, but there's not, again, there's nothing that you would be like, oh, I want to use that for later in another situation. So I'll give it a, I'll give it a one. Has there ever been like a quip where you thought, I'm going to use that in the later Sometimes you'll see a movie and you're like, oh, this is really funny. That would be a great retort for something. Sure. Absolutely. (laughs) Like what? I don't know. I don't have anything to top of my head, but you've oh. done that too. I would. Oh, that's a funny quote, or that's a funny like clapback. What did you give it, John? A two? I'll give it a one. Oh, a one. Uh, I'll give it a two. There we go. Um, give it an average of two. 
All right, Ben. Now we're into we're in the home stretch. Don't you worry. You're almost off the hook. <laughs> we're now into the iconic category. These categories are sort of the bigger, sort of broader umbrella categories. So we're back for to zero to hundred for these. All right. The first one. How would you rate the chipmunk adventure on a scale of zero to hundred in homoeroticism? <laughs> He's sneering. Oh. You just put out a big list. Oh my God. <laughs> Scroll is going on, on and on of all these things you've written down, Ben. Uh, homoeroticism. I mean, it's a kid's movie. So I, uh, five. <laughs> I mean, but the weird thing is like there is eroticism in the movie. It's just not homoeroticism. Well, it's weird. I mean, there's the whole snake number. The snake it's charming very thing. Sexual, it's all so horny. I, yeah, it's weird. Maybe a 25. I, I think. I, the, because that snake number is just very disturbing to me. Getting lucky and they're singing to a bunch of snakes dancing around. Like, like how many people had to sign off on that to get that made? <laughs> you know, like probably dozens and dozens of people had to approve this. I say 25. I'll give it a three. A three. Yeah, I'll give it a four. <laughs> Ben's the freak. Yeah. Giving it an average of 10.67. Chipmunk Adventure. All right, our next one, though. Drag queen inspiration. Could a drag queen watch the chipmunk adventure and come away with a whole book of ideas? I think Claudia has these power shoulder pads, and it's pretty yeah. fabulous. Like Also, the chipettes. Chipettes. They've chipettes. been around for years now. People have dressed up as the chipettes. They like, I could see <laughs> someone be a chipette. And I and I'd say Miss Miller's pretty crazy. I could see a Lawrence Cheney or so weird sure. dressing sure, up sure. like Miss Miller. Like absolutely. Mm-hmm. So out of a hundred, I I I mean fifty one maybe because I I could see that there's more possibility that could happen than less possibility. Just the chipmunks themselves too. I think they're pretty iconic. Like every, I think yeah, everyone knows like, their like, looks are just sacks. Yeah, but it's inspiration. What can a drag queen do with it? I think you're not like, you could do something. A big shirt with a A on it, you could do something. Maybe take it in. <laughs> sure, that's change really, the silhouette. That's really playing with gender. Uh, yeah, I think there's not a whole lot going on here. I'll give it a 20. 20. I'll give it a 45. Given an average of 38.67. All right, the last of the iconic categories. Camp factor. How campy is the chipmunk adventure? I I mean I think the Miss Miller is pretty campy. I think Klaus and Cotty are pretty campy. I think the snake number is kind of campy. Uh, yep. I, I mean camping. I think the, the plot that they just the running a diamond smuggling ring as kids <laughs> yeah. going around the world is pretty campy. So I'm probably I personally because I pitched the movie I'm probably going to give it more camp points than you guys will. So all right, I'll give it fifty out of a hundred camp points. 50. Yeah, I think all the stuff you mentioned, there is stuff that's like campy. It is too bad because like it could have gone a little crazier and had fun with it. I'll give it a 55. 55. All right, I got a quick list of campy things I noticed. Here we go. International jewel thief siblings that hang out in pizza restaurants. Hot air balloon races around the world. Accidentally grabbing a lady's big old butt. Taking a call while you're on your exercise bike. Mishaps. Drinking a Bloody Mary on your pool floaty while tanning with a sun reflector. I don't think you're meant to hear these chipmunk voices for more, <laughs> more than three minutes, but okay, make your movie. Grotesquely animated humans. The movie has too many horny children's. Unfortunate Egyptian stereotypes. Apparently every group of chipmunk siblings has has to have at least one absolute idiot. Making snakes horny, thinking your sister is going to eat a penguin, a chase through airport baggage claim. And finally, Miss Miller speaks for all of us when she tells Alvin to shut up. (laughs) (laughs) So I'll give it a 55. Okay. 
All right, Ben, now we're into the crown jewels. These are the final two. Yeah, so these categories, we don't rate them. We all, we, we agree it either gets it or it doesn't. Okay, okay. All right, the first one, a 15% bonus for a positive portrayal of homosexuality. Does the chipmunk no. actor have this? <laughs> you don't think? No. We're not no. homophobic, but it doesn't, uh, yeah. I think you're right that Mike Pence might say it was okay to play at church camp, but there might be <laughs> yeah. a couple other things that if he paid too much attention to the child bride stuff, maybe he would get concerned. I don't He'd know. probably like that. Yeah, that'd yeah he might like it. But... Yeah, I don't, yeah, think, I don't think, yeah, I think we're all agreed on that. And finally, negative 50% of all the points if this is the movie Boat Trip. <laughs> it's a balloon trip, but this is not the movie Boat Trip, so it will not be penalized 50% of its points. Oh, God. That's right. terrifying. All right, Ben, we have reached the end. So now that we're wow. all done, how do you think it did? I think it's probably in the bottom third, uh, but hopefully <laughs> better than Goodwill Hunting, which is such a male bro movie. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. Just as long as it did better than Goodwill Hunting. I would say. I'd say it's in the bottom third. All right. Okay. I will tell you exactly how it did. Out of a total possible 2,219.34, the Chipmunk Adventure has scored 958.67, giving it a percentage of 43.20, making it the 87th gayest movie ever. Not as gay as Air Bud, but gayer than the faculty. <laughs> and that has Clea Duvall. So, Thank I mean, you. Right? So respect <laughs> on that name. And uh, and what's her name from uh, from Frasier? That makes it a very gay movie, uh, right? Uh, but it is <laughs> not, not as, gay as, as gay, adventure. It's not as gay as uh, Little Mermaid. But it is gayer than The Secret of Nim. Ooh, yeah, I could see that being kind of a gay movie. Well, you're right. It's kind of kind of like thirty. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna. I woke up this morning and then I was like, "Oh, we should have done." Have you done the bad seed? Uh, no, no, we haven't done. Love that. the bad seed. That's yeah, if I ever come back, that's what I would try to do. If I hasn't been done. All right, now you guys, know. don't do it. Audience members, don't. Future guests, don't do the bad seed. <laughs> I thought you were gonna pick center stage of all things. Oh, yeah, see, I should have done. That's a very gay movie. Are there I, gay I characters it, in it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's gay characters. There's yeah. one gay character that, like, I I think when we made the fun of the show, like, we were that was the only thing that you knew about the character. It was, he was <laughs> that just was it. Tony played him. He was like, I'm gay. Like everybody else <laughs> yeah. had these big backstories, and like he didn't. It, it was a different time where you could have a gay character. They just couldn't have a personality. Isn't that interesting? <laughs> yeah, that was their person. Who needs a personality right. when you're gay? I mean, I honestly, been... that seems, I know a lot of people like that. Yeah. <laughs> well, Ben, thank you so much. Always That's a delight. delight to talk chipmunks with you. Chipmunk chat. Is there anything you'd like to, uh, what do plug, I promote or show for at this time? Sh- Jesus. <laughs> I think you like to plug, promote or show for at this time. Well, I'm on Twitter at BenjaminJS. And then recently, my friend Chase McCown and I had, we had done a Barbie brunch series about these Barbies that had brunch like five years ago. And I decided to put it on TikTok. So I've edited them down and put them on TikTok at Brunch the Series. And one of them was just popping off and I was writing that algorithm and then it all crashed down. And now, (laughs) now... Now, since then, like, there's no interest in anything that I put on there. So if you could it check gives out Brunch the Series. It gives and it takes. 
Mm-hmm. It does. It's like Vegas, baby. I was yeah. so addicted. And then I just, it all slammed down. So what's the, where do they find it on TikTok? Uh, TikTok at Brunch the Series. Brunch the series. series. Well, thank you so much, Ben. And yeah. we'll, we'll be right back. back. We're back. Fun. Yeah, we did it. Has your love of animation been rekindled? Uh, I've never, my love for animation has never dimmed. Oh, it shines brightly. (laughs) It's your North Star. Exactly. And throughout all of this, animation has got me through. Do you have a favorite animated movie? Uh, I wouldn't say I have a favorite animated movie. I'm not one to have like a favorite of anything. There's like movies that I like, but I, okay. I'm never one to be like, let's rank them, even though that is the premise of Do you have podcast. a favorite husband? I do. Oh, I, you do have one of those. That, those that, that I definitely have. Uh, all right. Husband. Thank God. Mm-hmm. How about you? Do you have a favorite animated movie? Oh, I don't know. I could probably name three or five that I love. Sure. Beauty and the Beast is great. Spirited <laughs> Away. Sure, sure. Akira. Uh-huh. Sure. You know. Yeah. The classics. Indeed, indeed. Nothing groundbreaking there, no. I don't think. I don't know that I've seen any chipmunk movie or even the animated, like the cartoon. I think it was a little older for that. For that. Are you going to seek it out now? I don't think so, no. I think if it comes to me, sure. If what about the, be, it'll be. the song if they're, they're, that, Christmas that plays song? every year? I mean, is I that hear in... it, but I don't like sit down and go to YouTube and watch the video for it. But is it on your like Christmas playlist? Uh, it's on my huge major Christmas playlist, but not so on it my, is. Like, more curated it's, one. Do you consider it part of the Christmas canon? I mean, it's a song I only hear around Christmas, so sure, in that way, yes. How about you? Uh, it's not on my Christmas no. playlist, no. <laughs> if it were to pop up somewhere, those... would you fast forward through it? It's, no. It is sort of, it's like a gimmicky one, and like once you know the premise, it's like, okay. Yeah, a little too gimmicky for me. I like uh, Pepito, the Italian donkey. Thank you. Yes, thank you. I don't think that's his name, but there's the (laughs) Dominic, I think, the Italian Christmas donkey. I forget what his name is. uh, Well, what is his name? I don't know. It is Dominic, the Italian Christmas donkey. That's a great one. All right. Who sings that? Lou Monty. All right. Well, it's a novelty song, so. Like he he probably sang that and that was he was done. There you go. Hey, he and got a hit though. Every year he 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 comes out of retirement, does that song. Yeah. Um, well, that's cool. Well, we have an email from one of our listeners. Good transition. This is from Katie. And Katie, the subject line is thanks from Australia. Oh, good day. Wish I could do an Australian accent, but I can't, so I won't. But she writes, Hello. I just wanted to write and say thank you so much for your podcast. It has truly become one of my favorites. And she spells it with a U. So you can tell she really is from Australia. Wow, that's uh, cool. And uh, it's truly become one of my favorites, along with helping me find some great movies. We are in our sixth hard lockdown in Melbourne, Australia. And it's mm. been wonderful to put, a, put on a movie on your list to help us get it through the macabre. My partner and I watched Can't Stop the Music last week, and I think it's now a movie I will be putting on it every weekend away with friends. It's fashion. It's dance. It's truly chaotic good. I even bought the Blu-ray that night for a friend as a surprise lockdown treat. I certainly hope our local theater does a double feature of that and Xanadu, and we can understand the birth of the Razzies in its entirety. Mm-hmm. I do so hope you'll review Bedazzled sometime soon. I think it would score relatively well. Riding up a San Francisco hill on a bike without breaking a sweat. Now that's camp. Thanks so much. <laughs> Katie. 
Well, thank you, Katie. I, I love chaotic good. That's like a, such a nice way to talk about, to describe that movie. And I'm so glad you're investing in physical media. That is so right, smart of you. Exactly. I think you're right. Mm -hmm. uh, I had. I don't know. I assume, I don't know what version of Bedazzled Good. I assume the Elizabeth Hurley, Brendan Fraser one seems inherently more campy than the Dudley Moore one, but I might be wrong. Who knows? I don't know. I've never seen either. Have you? I haven't either. Nope. Well, What's I hope somebody brings about it in. It? It's like making a deal with the devil, essentially, but it's comedy, oh, okay. you know. I think the first one's like Deadly Moore and like Peter Cook, because they were like a comedy team in the. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh wow! Okay. Shut down over my delightful uh, Deadly Moore anecdote, but uh, that sounds like a fun one. Seventh lockdown, they said. Sixth. Sixth. They're doing it right, though. That's what you got to do. Yeah, lock it down. Be done. We're not that. doing it. Mm -mm. It's gonna go on forever. Well, thank you so much, Katie. Thank you, Katie. Yes, you guys, we love hearing from you. You can email us at 2 queens, T-W-O, oldqueens at gmail.com. We love hearing from you. Let us know what you thought, if we got anything wrong, any information, any hot air balloon um, enthusiasts or experts out there, let us yeah. know. How do you steer? How do those work? Um, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at 2OldQueens, T-W-O, Old Queens. Follow me on Letterboxd, where I maintain the current movie rankings. Yes, we also have merch. If you go to Public and search for 2OldQueens, there's a lot of fun stuff you can buy for yourself and your loved ones. And uh, a large percentage of all the proceeds goes to the Okra Project. So you're not just buying merch, you're helping people out. Also, if you get a moment, if you go over to iTunes and give us a, a five-star rating and a review, that really helps the algorithm. It helps people find our show, and we really appreciate that. And finally, we also have a Patreon for five bucks a month. Ugh. Uh, Jewel Queen's the retirement plan. You get an extra episode every week, and we're working right now. We're going through all of the Chucky, the Child's Play movies, to find out which is the gayest of the of, in the Chucky franchise. That's right. Check that out. Yeah, and but we do know it, very coincidentally the What's movie we're doing uh, next week was brought up in today's episode. We That's are indeed true. going to be discussing the Emperor's New Groove. Very exciting. Two back to back animation. Can you a double feature? They like to call what those. Say. Mm -hmm. um, so a weird uh, double feature. Yeah, uh, you start rough and end well, I guess. Yeah. So. But that's it. We'll see you next time. Stay safe, everybody. Yes. Goodbye. Now it's time for credits. We got music by Danny Cohen. Artwork by Conrad Shin. And special thanks to Alex Archer and Mike Rennie. Bye. Goodbye. We didn't get that right. The biggest names in tennis are coming to Paris for the most anticipated Roland Garros in years. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV live in HD. Experience three weeks of unparalleled tournament access as the world's top players in tennis face off against each other. Will the veteran champions continue their dominance or will a fresh face emerge to challenge their legacy on the clay courts? Daily live coverage of this epic showdown begins Monday, May 20th. Don't miss a matchup. Stream it now with Tennis Channel Plus to be there when it happens. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger. Feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.
Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50% to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.